Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast, Financial Services Edition. This is your host, Seth Green. I'm here with the good fortune to be joined by Anthony Trupiano. Anthony is the founder of Trupiano & Associates, Safe Money Solutions, an independent registered investment advisory firm, a certified family business specialist, and most importantly, a true independent fiduciary. And we're going to talk about what that means and why it's important to you in just a minute. His book, Insurance Lies hit the top 50 hot new releases for business and investing on Amazon when released. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It is our pleasure. Let's go back in time because I know you didn't start out as a financial services guru. I know you had quite an interesting road into the business. Uh, I believe starts back, you know, when you were a teenager. Tell us how you got started. Yeah, so I, my twin brother and I grew up in a family business. My dad left school in seventh grade and was pumping gas at gas stations and ended up owning three. So we grew up in a family business and our gas stations were full service, like you don't see today. We would check the oil, the antifreeze, the windshield washer, everything, the tire pressure when someone came into the station. Wow. And I always knew I wanted to be in my own business. In fact, as a kid, I always thought about the Trupiano Corporation. (laughs) That's awesome. And uh, then when I lost my dad at 16, my twin brother and I, we realized he had no financial planning. All the advisors that exist in the country, no one went into his gas stations and spoke to him about financial planning. We had no life insurance and uh, it, it was a struggle. It was a struggle for sure. Um, absolutely. And I'm obviously sorry for your loss at such a young age. So you noticed your dad had no financial plan. Nobody was prospecting or serving him. And you said, there's got to be a better way. Absolutely. I think family owned businesses are completely underserved in our industry. You know, everybody wants the high net worth individuals, but they forget that most of this country is family owned businesses and they need a lot of help. They need a lot of planning. Absolutely. So you decided to go solve this problem by serving in a way that your family wasn't. So you have a whole lot of unique aspects to your business. Um, First of all, let's talk about the difference between a true independent fiduciary and the 95 plus percent of traditional vanilla financial advisor, stockbroker, insurance agents that are out there. 
Sure. Most people in our industry are they're salespeople and they follow what's called a suitability rule, which is the product suitable for the prospect. Well, there could be 20 companies that are suitable for, for you, Seth, but as an independent true fiduciary, I have to look at those 20 companies and say, which one or two are absolutely in your best interest, meaning lowest fees, best performance, maybe best carrier, best ratings. So I have to look at a lot more and disclose my commissions, fees, and how I get paid. That makes a lot of sense. So what is, so when you say you have to do that, whereas a broker, a bro, what's the brokerage relationship? They would say they have to do what's in their best client's best interest, but they don't necessarily have to do the research you do. They don't necessarily have to be as transparent as you do. Um, am, I under, am, am I explaining that correctly? Correct. They don't have to be as transparent. And, you know, they, maybe if they sell one more policy for MetLife, they would um, get a vacation to Jamaica. So I would have to disclose that. So if I came down to two companies, I'd have to say, Seth, these are the two companies. I will have to tell you up front, if I place you with MetLife, um, this does uh, get me a vacation to Jamaica. They wouldn't have to disclose that. They wouldn't have to disclose their commissions. Maybe they chose that carrier because they had a higher commission than, let's say, a Prudential or John Hancock. That makes total sense. How are you finding, I would assume that you see clients and prospective clients every day who have dealt with a regular financial advisor um, versus seeing you, what are, what do they kind of respond to when you show them the difference and when you are probably in their minds over disclosing stuff that they never even thought to ask? Well, it's interesting. We, we've, we get two, uh, two different types of prospects. One gets super angry at their current advisor because they go, oh, my God, I can't believe I was paying these fees or they placed me with this terrible company. And then we do get a lot that feel almost embarrassed and want to defend their choice. Um, we've gotten so many. It's so hard. I'd say probably the number one obstacle for us is the silliest thing. But they go, oh, my, my, my agent or my advisor is a nice person. They've become like a friend to me. And I'm like, yeah, but they've made a fortune off of you. So we've actually provided a letter that they can share to break off the relationship with their advisor. So we have a well, you know, a well-written letter for them to use and send to their advisor. And Which is a great add-on because a lot of folks that come into our financial services firm say the same thing. Like, do I need to call them and tell them I'm switching? We say, no, you just, are they going to call me and be mad at me? So the letter that goes out obviously preempts that and makes the client at ease because they don't have to worry that the advisor is going to call them and yell at them. Yeah. And we do advise that they give notice that we, you know, are, we're all about doing the right thing. I mean, we're, that's every day our whole team wakes up. You know, I, I probably have near 70 people that back up everything that we do. And every single person on our team is about doing what's right for the client. And when we give them advice, we tell them, yes, we'd like to receive that kind of notice. So yes, you should definitely contact your advisor. Here's a letter that you could use and we make it simple. Okay. Love that. All right. Now the most 
widely known and marketed designation in our industry is the CFP, Certified Financial Planner, which has many, many modules on different topics and kind of is one step up from the jack of all trades because you know more about all of everything than you did before. You chose to get a certif- to be a certified family business specialist. Talk about that because that is very rare in our industry. Yeah, it's... Um- it's a designation from the American College in Bryn Mawr, PA, and it is specifically working with family-owned businesses. And um, there's another course I've taken from Harvard called Generations. I just absolutely love working with family-owned businesses. We have stories of clients that, you know, their dad was a farmer, and then he decided to get a backhoe and do some excavation on the side, and then they become this huge excavation company or or their dad started with a pickup truck back in the 60s, and now they're one of the largest pavers in the Northeast. And so we absolutely love that dynamic. That makes a lot of sense. And talk about what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see business owners making when it comes to their finances? Well, they're so focused on the business. I think they have different advisors, or they're not using a true independent fiduciary I think having one trusted advisor, one trusted fiduciary advisor is great. I mean, we do a lot. We get referred to a lot of our, our, um, our clients because they go, Oh my gosh, do you have a fiduciary that has to disclose everything to you and act in your best interest? And they go, what's a fiduciary. But I do think, um, having one advisor to go to and, and, then work with their CPA, work with their estate planning attorney. You know, a lot of guys in our industry, they want to pretend they know about estate planning and they know about being an accountant or a CPA. It's the worst thing they could do with a family owned business. You want to work with their current CPA and their, their current uh, estate planning attorney. Usually their CPA or their estate planning attorney is their quarterback for the family business. So you have to be part of the team. And that makes that makes a lot of sense. Now, you are in the top 1% nationwide. Um, you've worked with companies like Polaris Aircraft, Coca-Cola, Castle Rock Entertainment. What do you think makes you so successful? Well, those, those were accounts um, when I was a trust advisor with Merrill Lynch. Um, some of our private clients, like we had Governor Rick Scott before he was governor. Um, he had Solantic Urgent Care Centers throughout the state of Florida and We started just doing their 401k and group benefits and then ended up doing, um, I think, in five different states he had companies. We advised on the benefits. But, I mean, that's a rare billionaire client we have at the time. But most of our clients, um, you know, they're they're really – they're looking for answers and they're looking for trusted advisors. I just can't stress that enough. Someone they truly trust. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Now, having had some of that high-level corporate experience at Merrill Lynch, what prompted you to go start your own firm? Uh, it, there's nothing like working for yourself. Um, you know, it, in our industry, that probably uh, like two years is the survival rate. Uh, it's a lot of work. I mean, everybody thinks at first, let me get an insurance license or become an advisor and I can have my own schedule and work my own hours and it's nothing like that. I, I probably work most weeks, six days, and probably put in about 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, absolutely love what I do, so I don't mind doing it. Um, people call me a workaholic, but if you love what you're doing, I, I don't think you are. But yeah, I, I just love um, 
I love calling the shots and being independent, not having to sell the products of a certain brokerage company or insurance carrier. That makes a lot of sense. Now, you've also spoken and consulted for, com- for companies in, our, in, in the financial services industry, like Mass Mutual, New York Life, Prudential, Waddell & Reed. Um, what are you talking, when you go speak at one of those conferences, what are you talking about? Well, I, I tell their sales staff exactly how we operate. And, um, you know, it's amazing. I, I could share with 100% of the advisors in the country exactly what we do. And there's probably about 3% of them that will actually take action and follow with what we do. So it's funny, after most speaking engagements, advisors or agents will come up to me and be like, I can't believe you tell us everything that you do. And I'm like, well, most people won't actually go take action and, and do what we do. We hope they do, though. We want our industry to get a better name. We would love if more people were fiduciaries and had to do what's right for their clients. That makes, that, that makes absolutely uh, uh, a lot of sense. You've also uh, spoken at the NFL Financial Workshop for the Jacksonville Jaguars. How did that come about? On a personal note, I just got to know. Yeah, well, I, uh, I, I had a company before I got into the financial services industry called Mental Edge, and I did a coaching program for Tom Coughlin with the Jacksonville Jaguars it was for 30 days with his coaches and then 30 days with just him. And um, after being involved with that and then having my financial background, they thought it would be great for me to talk to the players, which getting vetted for the NFL is very difficult. It's actually, it was actually one of the toughest things to do. That's absolutely incredible. So, what are you, you're obviously, you've got the Trupiano and Associates, um, Safe Money Solutions. Talk a little bit about what you mean by safe money. Well, I think most people believe taking risk gives them more reward. It's actually the opposite. Um, some of the wealthiest people in, in, um, in the country understand what's called asymmetrical risk meaning they're looking for the least downside with the most upside potential. Sounds commonsensical. The man on the street doesn't understand that. Um, you know, they're sitting down with an advisor that you know, maybe they have 50000 or $100,000 and he has them in 20 different stock positions or 13 different mutual funds. On the other side, the wealthy people, they're looking at an institutional platform. They're looking at a fund that maybe has a minimum of a million or five million, and they put most of their money into that one fund because it operates totally different than the retail side of the business. Hope I didn't make that too complicated. You did not. Now, given that you offer such a unique skill set in the family business market alongside the true fiduciary role and the possible contrarian opinion that you can take less risk and make more money, um, how are you getting the word out there about this business that you, this practice that you've built? Because obviously being in the top percent, 1% nationwide, that's an incredible success story. How did you grow the company? Funny, we, we moved from New Jersey uh, to Jacksonville, Florida. We, we thought, um, you know, it'd be nice and sunny and nicer people. <laughs> and when I got in this business, I knew absolutely no one in Jacksonville, but I have such a work ethic from 
our family business, my dad, I, I grew up next to a dairy farm. I wrestled in high school and college. So I've always, I've always had a strong work ethic. So I actually picked one of the busiest uh, and wealthy areas in Jacksonville, a five-mile stretch, went up one side one week, came down the other side the next week, and just knocked door-to-door on businesses and, um, and introduced myself and just grew from there. Wow. Okay. So you literally door knocked on business to business, which is absolutely incredible. And most advisors who are watching this, unless they're, let's say with Edward Jones, um, probably don't do. So how did you get past the gatekeeper, get to the busy business owner who wasn't waiting for you to come knock on their door? Uh, Persistence. You know, I got a lot of no's and you get excited when you get a yes and it keeps you going. I guess it's like playing golf. You know, you hit that one good shot and you go, oh, this is great. And so my golf coach calls a golf gasm when you hit it. You finally hit one that's perfect and straight and goes far. And you're like, oh, my God, if I could just do that every time I'd be on the tour. Yeah. And, you know, it becomes a numbers game, honestly, Seth. You know, you know you're going to knock on 20 doors and 19 are going to say no. And one's going to say yes. And if you knock on a hundred doors, you have five new clients. So you, you just have to just keep going. I, I can certainly resonate with the persistence part of that story. I'm guessing you're probably not cold knocking on doors anymore. No, no, we, uh, we're very busy with referrals from our current clients. Okay, so that's perfect. That segues into our next question. So talk to me a little bit about how many households, and you don't have to be very specific, but give us a broad range. How many households are you serving at this point in time as we're recording this? We have about 500 clients. We, have, um, we do nationwide advisory services. So we have clients in 17 states. And we have, um, that's our Safe Money Solutions which is a registered investment advisor here in Florida. Our True Piano and Associates, our insurance company, we do group benefits in four states, New York, New Jersey, PA, and Florida. And uh, my wife runs that company. Okay, so you're probably not knocking on doors in four states. So it, I, don't, I think you'd run out of hours in the day, and there's quite a few months in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania that you wouldn't want to be outside. Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about other strategies besides the door knocking you did at the beginning and referrals that, you're using, that you've used over the years or that you're using now to grow the practice. Uh, sure. We, we love to do client events. So we'll, we'll find interesting topics or events that we can invite our clients to and allow them to bring guests we we love personal introductions. We think that works great. So we will, you know, ask our, our clients if they'll be, you know, instead of just saying, go and call this person or have them call us, we'd love to meet them over a dinner um, or over a lunch or a breakfast. So we're, I'm still a very much face-to-face person. Um, we try to use some of the social media, which, you know, we're That's using. varying degrees of success. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. And what prompted you to uh, write the book, Insurance Lies? I just felt like the public needed to hear the truth. Um, You know, there's 85% of mutual funds are really, on the retail side, are really owned by individuals. You know, the banks and the brokerage and, um, and the insurance carriers really aren't invested in any of what they sell. So I thought it would be great to let people know. I did catch a lot of slack in our industry. There are some top guys in our industry that said, hey, you're throwing us under the bus. And I I don't believe I am. I think 
the more transparency and the more that that agents and advisors have to be transparent, I think it just makes our industry better. I agree. Not everybody wants to play up to your level, so I can totally understand that. So how long ago did the book come out and how has it affected your business since? Well, it, was, it came out in 2008 and um, definitely, you know, you've written seven, seven books yourself, I think. Seven, eight is get coming out in September. Yeah, I mean, a, a book gives a lot of credibility. It's also a lot of work, as you know. Um, so, and we've written another book, Safe Money, since. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's great. It's a great, it's a great way for someone to um, to get to know the person as well. I mean, your personality is really in every book. Absolutely, it definitely comes across. What do you, with all the success you've achieved? I mean, what you've built is amazing. What's your biggest challenge now? Um, biggest challenge. Well, that's a great question. You know, do our daughters want to take over our business one day? Um, how big do you keep growing it? I mean, I, I really do. Um, I start as I get older, I start to ask myself these questions, you know, so you're dealing with issues of scale and succession. Correct. Okay. And what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Uh, surround yourself with great people. I mean, we're very choosy with who we take on as a client. We, we want it to be a long-term relationship. We're not looking for a quick sale. We're looking to be an advisor uh, to whoever we take on, you know, and hopefully maybe to their kids and, and even get, you know, their grandkids, God willing. What do you, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, I'd like to dive a little bit deeper. What do you like best about what you do? I think when the light bulb goes on, I think when I, I received an email yesterday from a client and said, wow, the market was down yesterday. And I looked at my account and it was actually up a little bit. I guess your strategy works. <laughs> that, like it made it, it totally made my whole day. It was like just getting an email like that. It's, Cause I really do think um, our clients are probably the most educated clients. We want them to know what's behind the curtain. We want them to meet the wizard and see how things really work. Because I think once they see that, I, no other, you know, all the salespeople in our industry, the 95% of people that are salespeople, they can't go up to our clients and sell them. Our clients know the deal. They know what's going on. So I think it also... It, you know, it helps us in retaining our clients. We have, I know in the group benefits side, the, you know, selling group benefits to companies, we have a 95% persistency in wow. 10 years. So it's very strong. That speaks volumes to what you've been able to accomplish. What else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? Oh, gosh. Um, you talked about the, the family business. Who is... Um, so is there a specific industry or company size that would make somebody your ideal client? Well, really, anyone with 10 or more employees. I, you know, I think um, what happens to a lot of advisors in our industry is when they get very successful, they, they start to say, well, I'm only going to deal with uh, companies that have 50 people or companies that have 100 or 1,000 or individual investors that have a million dollars. And, you know, we, we understand that the people who have 10 employees need just as much help. And someone with, 
really, I mean, we try to look for people with 100000 or more. Un, under $100,000, it's very difficult um, to provide services. But, you know, we don't make a limit of a million dollars. Awesome. All right. So that makes a lot of sense and is a great way to identify folks. For our folks who are watching or listening who might be interested in your safe money strategies as the market continues to be volatile, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you and learn more? Uh, probably just go to our website, um, anthonytrupiano.com. We have trupianoassociates.com. They all link. Um, and just um, just reach out. We have a toll-free phone number on there. We have an email that they can reach out for information. Okay, we will put your links in the show notes. We greatly appreciate your time. We know it's valuable. Anthony, thanks so much for joining us. Beth, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.